God knows that if we are hungry and we are representing him, it's going to be difficult for us. So he said, ask for bread. God knows that if we are in sin and the enemy has all these accusations against us, then we may be doing everything possible. We won't know that the enemy is digging up accusations against mm. us. We won't know where the blockages are coming from. So he's no. like, just ask for forgiveness. Because when you ask for forgiveness, you are severing your ties mm. to the darkness, to the enemy. Because like we read in previous study, to whom you give yourself over to obey, you become a slave to that. So when we sin, we've given our members, we've given ourselves over to the devil to obey. So if we don't repent, if we don't ask God to forgive us, then we are still in covenant with that devil that we gave our members over to. So God needs for us to separate ourselves from those things and from that demonic kingdom. Because God does not force, he's not going to force us out of that agreement. It may be that many of us just enjoy sinning, right? So he's not going to pull us out of what we enjoy. Oh. Mm. The only reason we keep doing what we do is because we enjoy it. Like if I feel that if I lie all the time, I can get away with stuff, then I'll keep lying. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we always feel like, oh, it's impossible. But honestly, if you don't enjoy doing something, you won't keep doing it. So the spirit realm knows this and God is like, okay, if you want to stop it, then you have to go and repent. When we repent, repent is turning away. You are turning away from your old ways and joining yourself to God. That is what repentance is. You are returning to the godly form that God created you in. You are returning to your sense of awe and wonder. You are returning back to him. So when you say, forgive me, I repent. You're saying, okay, I have severed my ties with the devil. Now I yield myself over to you, God. Have your way in me. To you, I yield all my members to obey. I become your slave. I become your servant. And remember we talked about being a slave to God. It's not like we talk about slaves on earth. Because Jesus Christ, when he talked about that scripture, Jesus Christ washed his disciples' feet. And he says that I am your master and I'm washing your feet. This is how you do to one another. Every leader, you must wash each other's feet. This is what it means to be a master in this kingdom. And then we also pray that we don't get into temptation again. Mm. And we've, we've done this thing extensively, right? We said that when you are delivered, when you are set free from a demonic spirit and they leave, Scripture says that they will go. They'll keep checking to see if the place is clean. Because that place needs to be consumed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. That person needs to be taught the ways of the Lord. 
how to express themselves in the Holy Spirit, how to be mentored, to know the word of God, to pray in faith, to pray against the darkness. Fill that temple with the presence of God. If that place is left empty, just clear like that, that demon knows that he can go get seven stronger ones. Come back. Yeah, so he's not going to get all them cousins that are in the same class with him. No, he's going to the big guns. He's like, oh, that's my big cousin there. Look at him. He's all buffed up. He's been there for like donkey years. He's been leading all these this evil people. You know, he goes and looks for the stronger ones to come and make it more difficult for you to resist that thing you overcame. So when we say that lead us not into temptation, it is so much more so that we don't desire those things that will bring them back in again. You don't want them to come back to you again. That's why you keep spending time with the Lord in the word, being mentored in the spirit. You don't want them to come back again. You're very intentional. And so you pray that you do not go back into that old way again. Because they are just at the corner waiting. They are just waiting. Any opening, they will come back in. So you wonder why somebody is like, oh, they are free of addiction. And then later on, their state is worse. That is how it mm -hmm. happens. You wonder why somebody is a man of God for so many years. And they have this amazing testimony of how God delivered them and everything. And then at the peak of their walk with God, all of a sudden you hear that they are doing these crazy things that they did when they were in the ways of the world. This is how all of this happens, you know. So definitely pray not to be tempted. So next verse, please. Okay, verse five. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread. Verse 6, a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer them. So that friend went, right? This is what I want to draw us into. It is about consciously stepping into the spirit realm. So Jesus Christ, after telling them what they could say in prayer, what they should say in prayer, He's giving them an analogy of how this works. He's like, every time you see me leaving early in the morning to go to a quiet place or to the mountain to pray, I am actually separating myself from everything around me to create a moment with God. So when he says, that suppose one of you went to your friend's house, went to, you are leaving your own family, your own environment, your own comfort to go to where your daddy is. Also where your daddy is, is where your resources are. So this friend is leaving his home to go to his friend's home. That home he's going to is where his friend is. So view prayer as you live in the comfort of your natural atmosphere to enter into the kingdom realm of your God. So wherever you are, whether you are in your car, whether you are at work, 
Whether you're in your home, make a conscious effort to step into the kingdom realm of your father. Leave your natural, your comfortable circumstances, your, your thoughts, your everything, and move on. Sometimes you can say things like, Lord, I step into your presence. Lord, I come before your throne. Sometimes you can practically open your door and say, Lord, I'm stepping into your kingdom realm. You can do these conscious things to tell yourself that this spirit being is stepping in to communicate with God, who is Father. Give it a moment, right? When you're going to visit your friend, you do that with your friend. How much more with your daddy, right? You have to go to where your friend is. So Jesus Christ is training us how to walk the spirit walk to step into where daddy is. There's a reason why he got there. He came there because he wanted something. So it is okay that in praying, you move from one place to another and you carry that need with you. I wanted to have a board, but I want you to picture Holding that desire. If you are aware, every time we pray, I always say, hold that desire. I tell you to hold that thing. That need, that worry. Because that's what you're bringing to him. Say, cast all your burdens upon me for I care for you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So God wants you to bring that situation. And in this case, this friend has a need. A friend of his came to visit and he doesn't have bread. So he's going to the house where the supply of bread is. So when you have that need, whether it's healing, you want. Whether it's breakthrough financially, you want. Take that situation into the presence of God. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I feel right now, whether it is pain you're feeling right now, just like this friend went to his Friend's house in search for bread. Father, by faith we come with this issue of blood, this pain. This pain in my heart, this pain in my chest. With this addiction I'm struggling with. Because I need healing from this addiction. I need healing from this constant ache in my abdomen. I need healing from this cramps, this blood flow. I need healing from it. From this ringing in my ear, I'm coming into your presence by faith right now. I am bringing them before you. This issue with my leg, my nerves, this issue with my blood clots, whatever it is. I want us now by faith. Jesus is saying that this is how prayer works. You come into the presence of God. You acknowledge him as father. You come with that need. Come with that need because the supply is where you're heading to. There's no bread in my house, Lord. There's bread where you are. So I come to you with this emptiness, with this lack. And I ask that you will give me the supply to be able to feed myself and feed my friend who came to visit. Because there's no bread in my own house. So whatever you're lacking, step into the presence of God with it because the answer is found in his kingdom. 
And you can do that by faith. As a spirit being, you can step into the spiritual realm with that need and ask God for the supply of that need. So whatever it is, it's a burden. You just hear a very bad news. Whatever hits you, you know, you're like, where do the first thing you do with that pain, with that edginess, that anxiety, that tension, you just had a bad report, you have this curious illness, first thing, just take it. Father, I step into your kingdom realm. I need you to heal me. I need you to provide for me. That's the first thing you go for. That's the first place you go to in expectation. I have a thought. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, in this situation where like, okay, when you need something, you know God has it, you go to him. Yes. But I'm thinking in terms of, let's say, you are sinning. You have a sin that, let's say an addiction. Yes. That you want to get rid of. So instead of going to look for something from God, you want to get rid of something. That's so good. So I'm thinking that, you know, when you, that's a sin, you know, it's a sin, you know, it's an addiction. I feel like you're kind of like hiding from God. So in that situation, I feel like you should be like, okay, God, I'm not, I'm, I don't want you to look for me. I'm here. You know, kind of like you don't go to him, but you let him know that you're not hiding so that he doesn't have to look for you and, you know, help you be present. Yes. You see what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's like, you know, yeah, don't, don't let God have to look for you. Yes. You have to be always, you know, be ready to be seen and, you know. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. And I want to take it further that if it's a sin, then you just step into the courts. Yes. Right? That's where the repentance, you have to repent. I mean, yeah. even if you don't know you're sinning, I repent anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I still repent. Yeah. Because there's hardly a way you can't sin in your thoughts. Or you look at somebody a certain way, you know. Yeah, some things just pass you by, but once you create that moment, I love that, you know, I think I'm all fine until I step into the presence of God. Of course, I'm all fine, but I love that there's always something to repent of. So, but if it's like serious case of addiction, definitely just stay in the court. I would say sleep in it, wake up in it, rest in it, think in it. You know, even when you're, you know, smoking that thing, take you to the court with you. Let God judge the demons that are influencing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. You talked about letting God know that you're not hiding. So I was quickly going to just round it up by saying that all those things that have caused the addiction, that have caused you all that pain that you, you can't even break away from. Just bring them all to God. So it's not just you hiding. You're like, God, all these demons that have been taking over my life, I am not just coming alone. I am bringing all of them with me. So in that very moment that you are in the act, bring it to him. Bring all of them and let him judge those demons right there.
I mean, our spirit life is so practical like that. Yeah. So, Gaju, sorry, please. Go ahead no with your worries. question. No, I had a question. So, like, if this is repentance, because sometimes, like, I, I won't know if I sinned or not. So, I'll say stuff like, oh, like, uh, at the end of, like, every night, like, oh, Lord, forgive me for anything I could for any sins I, I could committed knowingly or unknowingly. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I really don't know if I sinned or not, you know, in my thoughts or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, or yeah. something I did. Is that like repentance, though? Yeah, that is. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that is. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Okay. Um, with repentance, I mean, if you were already repented about something, do you have to keep on repenting about it all the time? If you feel that, I mean, you haven't gone back to it, but do you still, like when you go into the courts, do you have to repent about the same thing all the time? Or That's a very good question. Personally, as long as it comes to my memory, Mm -hmm. I still repent about it because sometimes it's something in the genealogy that mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with. And so maybe I'm repenting for myself, but I don't want it to pass on to my children. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like I'm sealing the deal. I'm very intentional with what I'm doing. Like, I don't want this to prevail. Mm. I want to put a stop to it. It's just like when you're always taking authority, right? For me, that's how I see it. Every time I'm taking authority over the demonic realm, I'm not going to stop one time. I'm going to keep taking authority. Mm. Yes. Sometimes you feel like you've tackled that situation, but especially when you have children and grandchildren, sometimes you see something and you're like, mm -mm, I got to go back again. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so that's why I don't hesitate when it comes to repentance and even things that I've never done. Like there's history of a family where maybe your uncles used to sleep with young girls or stuff like that that you're aware. You repent anyway because you don't want it transferred. You are a bloodline. You don't want it transferred. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I have a quick question if I can ask. Yeah. Um, so when you repent for generational... Did you go up to how many generations? Because I've heard instances where you go up to 4,000 generations oh, on your father's side and mother's side of the family. Can you clarify that for us, please? Um, to be honest, I don't think that you have to go to thousands of generations. Because mm -hmm. all of this started in the Eden with Adam. Mm -hmm. All sins started with Adam. Remember how we did that study where out of nowhere Cain is busy killing somebody like, are you kidding me? Your Adam just ate the wrong fruits and here are you actually killing somebody and your brother. You have just one brother and you're killing him. Where did that come from? So the source of sin is the devil and he's filled with all kinds of whatever right from Adam. So it's not about whatever generation to start. That root of sin is what you're dealing with. It's not the timeline of sin because in the spirit realm, okay. there's no time. So the timeline is not, okay. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Right. This is the root yeah. of it. You deal with the root. You take dominion over the root. You attack the root. The enemy is the mm -hmm. source. He's the author and the finisher of all sin. He's the one that you are caught in ties with. Get it. Mm -hmm. All right.
Thank you. You're welcome. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit. Thank you.